This guy you don't want to miss. Join us at Bloody Mavericks where sanity takes a back seat. Episode 1 is live Keegan Burke, COO and co-owner of GFI. You will learn how to buy a business from inside, influence of heritage, working with the family, why we are all in sales and much much more. I welcome you to Bloody Mavericks. I'm Matt Mack and this is Bloody Mavericks. Today on the show, uh, we have a special guest, Keegan Burke. Nice to be here. Nice awesome, to be here, awesome, awesome to have you. Keegan is uh, an owner and an operator of uh, Ground Floor Industries, GFI for shorts. Yeah. We know each other from the industry and from our, or my reach out through LinkedIn, <laughs> um, yeah. which uh, basically, uh, yeah, which basically started on, uh, I would say, a year or two ago, About something that. like yeah. that. Yeah, in that range, for sure. Around there. Yeah. And uh, so Keegan uh, have a really, really nice approach, a really nice way of doing things because I'm trying, I'm following you for quite some time and I see the the projects you guys get involved I remember actually seeing and uh, I think it was an interview in one of the magazines or papers about you starting up a business mm -hmm. and growing it to the certain level yes yeah that was a business uh, business report they gave us an That's award right. I think a couple of years ago and they did a, a whole kind of dialogue on, on how we started the or we bought the business roughly five years ago and how we grew it to the stage it's at now. Uh, so it kind of highlighted all the uh, you know intricacies of, of how we did it and uh, and where we are today. And so to kind of dive into that a little bit more, is that something you want to dive into now? Let's let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's um, start with that. You know, I, I started my career uh, in the in the high rise industry in Calgary. Actually, I, mm -hmm. I did high rise roofing. Um, so I got into into high rise roofing out in Calgary, and uh, you know, unfortunately, when the when the oil dropped, I uh, I had to scurry on back to to Ontario and, and, okay. and find a new avenue. Um, so luckily, I I joined a small uh, concrete company um, called Capcrete, and uh, I, I started there as a sales uh, sales manager. So selling their their services, which was self leveling, uh, restorations, coatings, things like that. Okay. Um, I grew that business for uh, for roughly two two or three years, mm -hmm. um, and then was was kind of excited to get get out of that uh, company and, and either start my own thing or or see a different avenue uh, in the same industry. Uh, so I came across Ground Floor Industries, which uh, at the time was was their main competitor. Mm -hmm and uh, approached the ownership there. Um, and we, we struck a deal with me being a, an employee at that time, not, not buying the business. Um, so I worked as their contract manager for roughly uh, a year, year and a half. Okay. Um, but with the notion that, that I was interested to buy the business. Um, so when that opportunity came knocking about a year and a half later, when, uh, when the sales grew and the business was growing, um, both me and, and my father actually is my business partner, uh, both of us uh, approached them and, and we struck a deal. So we, we bought the business uh, coming up five years ago now. Okay. Um, and uh, we saw the opportunity when, uh, when we were buying it and uh, thank goodness we did because it was, uh, it's a great business, great, uh, great company to, uh, to purchase because it has a great workmanship, great quality of guys and girls and great uh, culture within the business. We really saw that opportunity and, uh, and we excelled it. So it's, it's been a great avenue. 
that's awesome and uh, so what was the team looking like when you were basically transitioning from like obviously you stepped into the role and mm -hmm. uh, you be, you took over uh, you've been doing sales for a little bit over a year mm -hmm. year and a half and then you decided to approach them again and get into the ownership role. ownership role yeah, yeah. and uh, so how how the team look like when you when i switched uh transitioned into the ownership. that's right you know when we uh when we were striking the deal to purchase the business most of the uh there, there's two segments to our business there's our site staff and there's the office staff so the site staff generally was was within the business or industry for over 20 years. So we really okay. had a good core, good foundation of the business. And that's something that's that's a pillar to any business. You've got to, uh, you know, you've got to sell and, and promise what you can deliver. Um, so we knew that we could do that. Now, the business wasn't poised for growth. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't have the fundamentals within the within the actual office space mm -hmm. uh, to drive that business to uh, to growth and uh, and expansion. So, we saw that that's where me and my father could could uh, inject our our, our uh, opinions and our um, I guess ways of doing things. Uh, expertise. Expertise, I guess, is a good word to say, uh, in order to expedite that growth. And that's what we did. So we changed the office atmosphere. We changed a couple of the positions and, and structure within the business, mm -hmm. and uh, and we set it up for that growth. And that's that's kind of what we did year one, year two, um, and and since year two, it's that structure has held up, and it, okay. it's it's been poised for growth ever since. That's that's awesome. It's it's it seems like you guys had the vision on not only the business itself but also as internal structure right as you said and uh, the way that you approach like it's not m from what i'm hearing is mm -hmm. it wasn't much about changing how your boys at the field worked mm -hmm. it was more changing how the business and how you thought about approaching the business and correct whoever was running correct yeah like we uh we saw the opportunity number one within the toronto market you know, we saw the high-rise industry. We saw how many people were coming in the field, how many people were leaving the field, and the market share of, of an allocation of our competitors and us, which which GFI had a, a good chunk of the high-rise market when we first purchased it. Mm -hmm. So we knew we could grow off that, which was an ever-expanding market at that time. Yeah. Um, so when we when we structured it that way, we knew that if we had the right people in place, the right, um, I guess, uh, you know, right avenue to attack, we knew that that we would we, we would see success in that. So once you put the foundation of the pillars in place, everything kind of falls into into motion, and it's just That's like right. a, a perpetual snowball at that point. Yeah. Um, so and as long as you, you service the clients, which you know our workmanship and our quality, which was already there to begin with, we mm -hmm. just kind of uh, you know build on top build, of build that. on top yeah. of that, so to speak. Um, and then you have the support of the office and the and the professionalism behind it. Um, really, you just have return business, and it just keeps That's cycling right. in because once you service and you, uh, you're a responsible company, an ethic uh, company, and you provide what you promise, the business keeps coming to you, and, and you keep growing off of referrals and, and so on and so forth. So it's, right. it's a good position to be in. So how uh, funny that you mentioned the referral part because I feel, and uh, from my own experience, it's always been the best way to organically grow your own business. It is. And uh, from your perspective, like obviously you've got the sales outreach, you being a salesperson, mm -hmm. having that experience before. Right. Uh, how much of your business 
right now at this point is based on referrals and how much is based on it's um hard to say specifically because uh, we're doing a lot of business right now um but that being said um you know there's a lot of big players in the toronto market there's a lot of big builders That's which right. you know a lot of the bigger guys you know they they develop 10 to 12 towers a year 15 towers and so on and so forth so we have a pretty consistent basis with them as long as we service them properly mm -hmm. the referrals come when that builder has an office space or has a sales office yep. or um you know is doing a project partnership uh or doing a partnership on another project or site and then we kind of referral into another developer or a builder because of those partnerships. That's where we see a lot of those transitions happen. And as long as you're doing the work and, you, and there's a good word for you, you usually kind of get your foot in the door at least and, and be able to prove yourself and then continue and sustain that relationship moving forward. Uh, but again, the referrals are important, but it's also outreach. And, and yeah. that's another section that, that GFI didn't have before we entered the game. A lot of the social media outlets, a lot of the uh, you know website, uh, LinkedIn, as, as yep. we mentioned before, how we met. If you consistently have uh, you know your company's name and your projects and everything out there and people yep. are seeing them, uh, that outreach is invaluable. I definitely... I definitely see that you guys are doing a great work because first of all, uh, being in the industry myself and, and looking at it uh, from a growth perspective, it's definitely a gold pot. Mm -hmm. So you can just <laughs> dig in from it one is. project to another. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, you wouldn't be on all of the projects or the main projects or wouldn't be working with the biggest players in the city. And I know you guys do. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you wouldn't bring up that value, right? Right, correct. And that's the main part of our business. You, you can't, you can't grow and expand your business without having the quality workmanship. And the, and again, I keep referring back to the promises being delivered, hmm. because you know, at the end of the day, if you don't do the work that you're supposed to be doing, or it's not up to the standards, you can sell all you want. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you, and the word gets out that you're not as good as you say you are. That's right. Uh, and the business starts falling apart. So you have to not only uh, you know drive to expand your business but you have to maintain the foundations and the and the basics of your business because when you lose that you lose everything so you have to keep referring back to that and and making sure that your core group of site staff your managers your project managers um, your accounting all the kind of back-end house is up to date and and working fluidly all the way through to service that expansion I understand that it is first of all it has been a big process and long process to it to has. to get <laughs> to get it implemented uh, yeah. your vision into a company that you didn't build from scratch so you basically mm -hmm. took over Correct. after some time uh, but it, in the other sense or or from the other side it's you guys uh, definitely hit the hit the bullseye on yeah, it. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, uh, the company before we bought was uh, was a declining business. It, it was a okay. failing business when, when we entered it. But we saw the opportunity where to take it. So it was, it was a risk to, to buy the business, for sure. And both me and my father knew that going into it. And we yeah. were... Uh, a few a few sleepless nights at the beginning, let's just put it that way, and a few more gray hairs over the last uh, couple of years. But we always had a goal in mind. We always knew where we could take it. And as long as we stayed focused and stayed driven, uh, we knew that we would be able to achieve it. So, um, you know, referring back to the original uh, decision to do it, um, 
it's been a long process. It, it's been a, a arduous one. It's been uh, a lot of uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of stressful times, uh, a lot of looking at the uh, the bank accounts, making sure there's pennies in there to pay everybody. Uh, but you know, when you come out of the other side, it's uh, it's a little bit of a euphoria of of those hard times and getting through the the roller coaster of what yeah. business is um, to kind of see uh, your plans come to fruition. Yeah, the ups and downs and all the hardships and all the yeah. challenges basically pay off, and you exactly. you see the the moment of uh, yeah where when it comes back to you yeah. tenfold right yeah well i mean we, we bought the business uh, a couple of years before the pandemic too so that was That's right you know those type of things you don't even know are, are possible uh, or, or can hinder the business and luckily it didn't hinder ours too much in the toronto market mm -hmm. because development didn't really slow down That's true. um there was there was definitely some hardships through it with with people and and uh, availability and logistics and things like that and and uh, obviously all the inflation of all the pricing um But for the most part, uh, building didn't stop, which we were very lucky, knock on wood, that, that we could keep working. Um, so yeah, those, those hardships, uh, you know, looking back on it, but it, you know, through those hardships, it builds a stronger business as well, because then you're you're ready for whatever's next to come. You've already got protocols in place. You already know how to get through those 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 hardships. So um, it's a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time when you're going through it. But looking back, it, it builds a stronger business. Yeah, 100%. And it builds... Uh you as a stronger leader as well yeah. when you need to go through all of that and kind of at the end of the day you need to figure it out where the money gonna come from or 100%. where who who you gonna speak next to get the jobs lined up for for your people because at the end of the day you are like as a business owner and from my own experience you are wearing not one hat you are no. not a ceo you are not just a person who is no making deal happen no no you wear you wear all hats and uh you know it's been a learning process for me since the since the beginning as well and i mean i've got a big mentor with my father being my partner so he's he's been through a lot of what i've already been through what i'm going through now so it's, it's a good shoulder to lean on when when i need some advice or or kicking the ass sometimes as well um but it's it's been a learning curve for me as well from switching from you know contracts manager slash sales uh into an ownership role but still trying to maintain the sales and do all the sales side as well and then as you said you know you also have to do the sales and, and the back end but you also have to think about the future and, and where you want to land and where That's you right. want to start so you're thinking about all factors and you're trying to do that uh at all times which is stressful but That's that's what you sign up for. <laughs> yeah, there are multiple roles that you need to fill in all the time, right? There is, so there it's um, what I want to uh, come back or circle back after we're gonna dive in right now in what we got here, uh, starting from your basically cultural background. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna start talking, but I want to circle back to you and your father doing business together sure. and where that com came from sure. and also a sales side so let's let's do that just after this part so sure keegan you told me that you you've got you you are a canadian i am yes and uh, you've got ukrainian and irish background I where do. that lands so my father's side of, uh, of the family is uh, is irish Okay. Uh, um, so that's that's where I get the Irish from. His father was uh, uh, from Ireland, so we uh, that's where I get the Irish from. Mm. Uh, I was born in Canada. My father was born in Canada, but his father was was born in Ireland. Um, then my mother was born uh, here as well, born okay. in, in Canada. Uh, her father was born in uh, in Ukraine. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 
he was kind of Ukraine and, and Poland at the time, but jumping yeah. jumping back and forth, and then yeah. uh, and then came over here. Um, at that at that part of the world, there are a lot of people who are connected on every uh, yes yeah. every side of the it's border. It's a little bit confusing for me to hear the stories at certain times, but uh, yeah, at that time, I think there was a lot of border border jumping and uh, and coming uh, coming over to Canada. Yeah, awesome. So, as I mentioned on the beginning, it's with Irish in Toronto. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit complicated to get a like kind of a glimpse into a food culture because that's how I, for me myself personally, this is how I go about starting to learn about right. the culture right. because it shows a lot. Right. Right. Um, so what we have here is couple dishes uh correct me if if i'm wrong we've got s some borscht mm -hmm. we've got uh, palushki which mm -hmm. is potato kind of gnocchi yeah yeah gnocchi yeah. yeah how That's you pronounce right. it but uh, yeah yeah and we've got uh, basically a a potato cake as well. that's what i call it I, I don't know if that's culturally yeah. uh acceptable or not but you know my uh my christmases and thanksgiving I, we, we call them potato cakes okay. <laughs> cool cool and we've got the pa papushki yes and that's the uh, ukrainian garlic bread correct yeah that's right yeah, exactly yeah. exactly mm -hmm. and uh for the Irish side, we've got uh, we've got none, none other but the, uh, yeah. the Guinness. The Guinness, yeah, you got the, it. Oh, one cheers. of the best ones. It is. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Dive in and let me know what yeah. you think. Yeah, for sure. How how my blind guess <laughs> came. <laughs> and is that sour cream on the side? It is. Okay, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. And they add sour cream to basically everything, right? Oh yeah. Well, oh, that's good. Mm. That's really good. Mm. And this is from uh, a place on Lakefront. It is. Yeah, it's. I really like it. It's basically a barrel house Korchma on Lakeshore in Toronto. Okay. So, yeah, I'm definitely going back there to to have a. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I might do a visit myself. Mm. Do you have any other places that you like? Oh, let's start there. Do you have any places that you would go for Irish food in Toronto? <clears throat> you know, that's a good question. There's uh, there's a bunch of Irish pubs uh, mm -hmm. all over the city. Uh, you know, James Gate uh, down on Dundas is, is a good one. Uh, but it's more or less fish and chips and stews and... Yep. Uh, yep. Trying to think of uh, another Irish one. I mean, there's there's so many pubs that, uh, that you visit, but it's usually uh, a mm. lot more a lot more drinking than eat, than eating when you when you go there. Um, in terms of like Ukrainian uh, slash Polish uh, food, mm -hmm. um, my mother always used to got. Uh, there's no. Uh, it's a church that used to be down in uh, in Bobby Point. Okay. And they used to do all these uh, like full pierogies, and it's only only around Christmas time and all that. So. We'd get big full trays of the pierogies, the nice. uh, you know mashed potatoes, the breadcrumbs on top, and uh, kind of a bunch of the different fixings for uh, for Christmas. And mm. I don't know what exactly the church name is. I'd have to refer to my uh, my mother for that. But it was always uh, it was always really good, really really good. Hmm. Yeah, let me know when you check it out. I mm -hmm. definitely want to. Yeah, I'll definitely pass you on that information because it's uh, 
and it's only seasonal i think uh, mm -hmm. i think they're actually part of the ukrainian festival as well on, okay uh, in the springtime but uh definitely something to try how you like it so far really good really really good i'm gonna dig into the uh what's this called uh, pushka uh, papushka again papushki papushka. Yeah. or palushki yeah because uh, it's it's like uh i think it's the name is relatable in polish so or in russian mm -hmm. uh, as well palushki is basically like small fingers okay so i guess that's that's, that's where they get it from it looks like small what, fingers yeah i guess <laughs> <coughs> my uh my accountant uh in-house accountant she's mm -hmm. uh she's ukrainian she's actually mm. just going back to ukraine wow she right now uh, yeah well on uh she flies out on monday yeah okay yeah she's selling her uh selling a house up there or something like that mm -hmm. so she's got to go out there for a few months and yeah. she would uh she'd be proud of me eating, <laughs> me eating all this <laughs> that's cool yeah well it's really 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 good awesome yeah then the blind guess was good yeah yeah <laughs> well you hit it <laughs> good to hear mm -hmm. so let's while we are talking why don't don't stop just yeah. go at it um why we are starting on that note is because as i mentioned the 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 culture is pretty nice thing to discover through food and mm -hmm. uh, it kind of transmits what what's in the culture itself what's really it represents deep, represents what's really deep in the culture as well um and uh yeah it was my blind guess and like i like it no this uh this resonates with me you know and it's um you know when you when you come from uh a, a colder climate culture and you've got the soups and you've got the the hot food and the potato cakes you know it's 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 something about that comfort that 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 brings uh you know people together around that time which is uh i think a lot of the cultures or a lot of the backgrounds that have that the colder dampness you've got the soups the stews and things like That's that right. that that get you through those winter months that uh that are important i would definitely agree on that and just on that note since we are on the food what are your like main main dishes or what you grew up with or what uh, your parents were showing you well that's uh <laughs> we're we're a big barbecue family let's put it that way okay. uh my parents own a cottage and uh you know throughout the summer months uh, my father's a big barbecue guy and uh, he cooks a lot inside so we're uh usually big steaks sausages chicken um you know spig salads pierogies uh you know kind of just uh i don't i hate to say the normal but the norm in, in canada which is like kind of the three food groups chicken beef and uh um and sides really at that point mm -hmm. um on your mother's side though my mother's side is uh you know more the polish side right so it's mm -hmm. it's the pierogies the potato cakes uh, my grandmother was it was was a big cook as well so the turkey at Christmas uh, with all the fixings around it. Um, she made her own jams, uh, her own treats, her, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, little trinkets here and there that uh, that we all love, you know, strawberry, blueberry jams. And, oh, yeah. um, 
I forget what it was called. It was uh, kind of a cinnamon, uh, a cinnamon dish as well. Hmm. Um, cream of wheat my mom used to make, which wow. is uh, kind of an odd dish, but uh, butter and cinnamon on top. That's what we used to have as kids. Hmm. Um, yeah, just just a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, we we don't really say no to much, <laughs> but we're a big outdoor family when in the summertime months. So sitting around the outside, sitting around the barbecue. Uh, drinking wine and, and, and cooking steaks is, is kind of my my love and passion. Your gem. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my, my diamond in the rough. Let's call it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A big, a big steak on the grill really gets me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. I will remember that. <laughs> um, I will probably ask you later on after the show for some recommendations. For sure. You are definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A I've got person. a lot. I've got a lot. <laughs> That's good. And. Uh, when, when thinking about your heritage and your background, uh, we dove into my assumption, which was the food, but uh, just building on top of that, um, thinking on how you uh, been uh, raised and how you went about your life and 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 basically both sides of the family mm -hmm. and even i would say a third part being canadian what are the like one to three things that you think from your background you're growing up and the way you've been raised mm -hmm. helped you in your professional life in your career in the way you are as a person hmm. yeah it's 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 a uh it's tough question to answer in full detail you know mm. but uh or specific details you know i grew up in a uh um you know a joint family i've got two sisters i've got uh, two parents that are together mm -hmm. um grew up very strong family values and uh and support um so when you know you've got the support you know you've got uh, the family unit together it's it's important and i think that that grows as you get older too as well when you get into your professional life you know you've always got kind of a shoulder to lean on and, and guide you in the right way or or give you pointers and and when you're screwing up kind of kick you back on the good side and, okay um so i think that you know any i'm a really strong believer in, in family structure i think uh, just like any business when you when we were talking about before having the foundations of the business in order to have it expand and excel you've got to have the same thing in the family unit you've got to have uh everybody on the same page working together everybody there to support one another through thick and thin and um and once you have that then then i think uh you're set up whether you have uh arguments or tough times or anything like that as long as you've got those basics down uh, you can get through anything and that that transcribes right into business as well because just like family life just like business you're going to go through tough and uh tough and good times you know you're going to go through it all it's a it's a roller coaster of life but as long as you get through the bad you'll make it to the good so basically um it seems like you um the one of the m main important thing is basically having that uh, that main main principles that are aligned Correct. this way if you are going through any kind of trouble or or there are different things outside factors that's gonna mm -hmm um that's gonna force you to do things in a new way unique way or even like even in the the, the easiest way you just gonna get angry at something yeah, and yeah. and get stressed yeah. it's at the end of the day going back to those base values mm -hmm. 
will always align the whole yeah well there's, there's two factors to that as well i mean you know having a support system is is crucial but also having the support system uh you know also you know guide you to be your own person and make your own decisions as well is important right yeah. you can have something to fall back on but if you always fall back on it you're kind of leaning on somebody else to kind of dictate your future that's right <clears throat> excuse me um so as long as they're guiding you in the right direction to to be the best person you can be in as an individual um then you can you can have a family you can support your family and everything but you have to be able to make your own decisions you have to go through the stress and through the trials and tribulations of life on your own mm. um and make the right decisions at the right time. Everybody makes wrong decisions. Everybody makes right decisions, right? But um, as long as you can kind of facilitate that on your on your own, then you can support other people and support them in the right way. If you can't do it on your own, you shouldn't be able. To, you shouldn't be supporting anybody else or giving them advice, right? I agree. Um, 100%. So as long as you've got your own individuality, but you also have the foundation of the support, I think that's that's an important, crucial thing in life. So. How would you uh, go about basically find, f finding that fi fine line in between those two things, being kind of responsive and relying on the everything that you you learn from your family or the family values mm -hmm. or those even cultural values that yeah. you basically rely on and and uh, the family unit even mm -hmm. uh, and then defining how far can you go on your own and kind of how far can i derail from yeah, that base yeah. um well i think you've got to have your morals and ethics in line number one and that's got to align with family or your business you've got to know those basic core values uh, because you, you can't deviate from that now once uh once again they have other factors uh, in terms of the individuality and, and kind of finding your own stride You know, people can give you advice on on how to do things or or, or what you should do, but you've That's also right. got to you also got to think: is that the right thing to do for me? Because you might have a different outlook or a different um, avenue that you want to take than somebody else wants you to take. So you have to d differentiate what's what's advice or what's kind of a directional uh, uh, opinion uh, based uh, um, kind of guidance. So once you can kind of challenge it. Uh, at least in your own mind, challenge what everybody's saying at least a little bit and think it through. I think that will create your individuality. But as long as you have those basic core values and, and you're not swinging off those because you got to have those yeah. just to be a uh, you know a normal civilized person, to be honest. But um, you know, without taking risk or without kind of uh, chasing those boundaries, you're not you're not going to excel as a human being either. You got to fail. You got to make mistakes. And without that, you're you're kind of stuck in the same position as you were the previous day. So uh, it uh, it sounds like you are a proponent of going outside of your comfort zone and kind of figuring it out. How'd you, how'd you come to that conclusion? Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I typically go outside my comfort zone quite a bit. Um, I've, I've been kicked on the ass a few times because of that. I would start uh, with sales, like that's yeah. every day kicking, yes. kicking yeah, exactly. butt, right? So um, you've got to you've got to go outside your comfort bubble. You have to um, through anything, um, business, uh, family, whatever it may be. Uh, you've got to get outside your bubble a little bit, but you also got to bring it back to uh, to the humble beginnings and uh, and and remember what what you're trying to achieve at least. Um, but again, it comes back to like you don't get any growth, you don't get any, uh, 
you're not moving forward in life if you're not challenging things. You're, you're just, you're kind of standing still. Like, yeah, you know, simple things of even doing a podcast or, That's right. um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> taking a shot in the dark. Um, you're not, you're not going anywhere further than you were the day before. I completely, completely agree on, uh, on, on going outside of that comfort and finding the new ways and finding new situations where you are challenging yourself to, yes, to grow. Mm -hmm. Like I remember there was uh, probably it's not a direct quote, but it's something along the lines that when you stop learning, you start dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was from Einstein if I'm right, but uh, uh, I, I try to follow that and always like whether it's a personal life or or professional like mm-hmm. always push push myself that one more time yeah, right yeah. that one more call or that one more message or uh going the extra mile on this one little bit staying in the office one extra hour or showing up uh on one extra site that day just to ca- just in case like you know there's so many times even in the sales side of things you know i'd I'd be driving around on the roads and I would just see a crane and I'd stop in and, and just give a flyer. And it turns out, you know, I, I get a year's worth of business from just from doing that. And it was would be the last call of the day or, or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how uh, kind of, I hate to say karma or, or what it may be, but, you know, it always seems when you do that extra little push, uh, something gives you a little, a little something back, right? It's almost like in golf, you, you have a hundred bad shots in the day, but you hit one that's close to the pin and you're, you're, you're showing up to the golf course the next day because you love golf at that point, that's you know? Right. So it's this kind of same kind of analogy when it comes to, uh, to personal growth, I think. I think you always got to push that little extra a little bit. So on that note, um, how, let's go, let's go into the unwrapping the different and unwrapping the maverick mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. um you told me how you went about getting a business and acquiring it uh going through the sales on on the competitor side and moving over to uh, gfi and doing it for them and then acquiring the company uh, yourself mm-hmm. and how would you say that your approach is different or how would you say that you are different as a individual and as a business owner and Mm -hmm. and maverick um you know i i'm a firm believer that everybody has a maverick in them Uh, that's to begin with i think it just needs to uh um to be pushed out of them some way uh, sometimes through through pain or uh, um, through stress or, or through grievance or something like that sometimes you you have to push through it all to get to that next step now in, in my case i was always uh hungry for more i always wanted to um be at the top i always wanted to own my own business mm-hmm. i always wanted the uh, the fruits of my labor let's call it um, I always wanted that. I saw that very early on in life, um, you know, going to private school and things like that. I saw, I, I saw the other side of life that was uh, something that I wanted to achieve and, and quickly. Mm. Um, so, you know, from, from a young age, I always wanted to, uh, to go that extra mile and, and try to make it happen. So, you know, going from, I was, I was a general labor when I, when I started in construction. I, you know, I was digging uh, waterproof pits and, and, uh, and laying hot rubber. You know, taking it from that to where I am now, 
I think it was more or less just drive and uh, and persistence that, that did it. Um, now, when it comes to individuality and how I got there, uh, I don't really take no for an answer. <laughs> I think that I think that's uh, you know a key factor. A lot of especially on the sales side. Um, I remember a lot of my early clients. Uh, no, no, we get, we got a guy. We got a guy that can do it. So then I'd show up the next day with a box of donuts, or you know, and then I'd show up two weeks later with uh, a couple of my pens and just say, hey, and uh, I wouldn't stop showing up. And I think that's when when they start seeing, okay, this this guy's either a lunatic or or he's really really wants that that business. And you know, and that comes back to the persistence and the hunger that that you have to have, and you have to be able to take rejection well uh, enough to keep it keep it going. It is, it is actually beautiful to to see how the journey is kind of similar to majority of us or majority of people who are kind of going after, uh, as you nicely put it, fruit of your own labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I would say also being uh, your own boss and yeah. deciding for yourself how what those fruits will be yes yeah and uh, how you show up but also how how your business will show up mm -hmm. because it's not at the end of the day it's not only you personally 100%. that need to show up but yeah. uh, but the whole organization all the structure every single person 100%. from uh, from uh, labor on the job site to to foreman and supervisor to to accountant and exactly. uh, and the warehouse worker, mm -hmm. right? Yep, exactly. And and that's, you know, I use fruits of my labor because, you know, that's different for everybody. And actually, you hit a nail on the head, having the freedom, you know, not only, uh, let's call it financial freedom, but having the freedom to, to go to the cottage early on a Friday afternoon, mm -hmm. to, you know, go to your kid's baseball game that day and without having to call in and make sure it's okay with the boss, you know. That's right. um, those are all factors that come into play uh, when you want to be your own boss or you want to own your own business. The, the freedom of choice, let's call it, um, that's truly the, uh, the fruits of the labor when, when you come down to it. The freedom to do what, what you want at that time. You know, whether that be a business-oriented, family-oriented, whatever it may be, but having the, the ability to choose what you want to do is, is important. It's something I wanted to strive for. <laughs> I bet it's uh, sometimes it's challenging to have people that you work with also understand that you are not just the boys, not not the boss, not the uh, top figure, top dog at the top no. of the ladder uh, who is just just doing uh, looking nice and 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 picking up the fruits no, no. Uh, it's kind of really hard way to convey through the ranks of your business it, it is difficult but you know we've we've uh, created a great culture within our business where everyone has a say um, everyone in our business from uh, our logistics manager to our operation managers to our site staff to our general labors Everybody can call me at any point of the day. Mm. You know, I'm never not not available. Um, you know, they all have a say in how the business is run or what what their job specifically should should be doing or how it should be done. We're not there to micromanage. We're, we're there to create a culture that the company excels itself. If I have to micromanage, then um, then there's something wrong from 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 tier one, tier two, tier three, all the way down. Right? There's there's That's there's right. a broken chain in the link that needs to be addressed because at the end of the day, the, the company's got to be a well-oiled machine all the way through in order to run and keep running. Um, 
so we have an open culture in our in our in our, in our business which is uh, you know a family run business we like it to feel like a family through and through our, our entire company everyone has a voice and say and i think um you know, even as the company expands, uh, you've got to hold on to that for as long as you can because once once an employee becomes a number, they they don't have the passion for the business anymore. I truly truly agree with that. What would be the number one thing that you are trying to do to like? Because at the end of the day, you need to encourage your uh, your workers to yeah they know that they can speak out mm -hmm. but you need to encourage them to actually do it mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. come and say what they think because there are a lot of people who at the end of the day will not will not speak their word will yeah. not speak their word so what's the one thing that or a couple things maybe uh that you guys are doing to kind of keep that culture alive well i think you got to make people comfortable that's that's the first part because no, as you said nobody's going to speak up in an uncomfortable environment or a uh, um, you know kind of an, an ownership based uh, tell all uh, kind of structure um, we're really fluid with everybody um, you know usually me and my father will we'll talk to everybody in the mornings we'll go individually to all their offices hey how you doing how's the kids how's um, so you know light conversation to begin with is, is creating that environment of, of, of open ability uh, because you got to be friends as well not just co-workers because oh, yeah. you spend almost more time with uh, with with your co-workers and your family at some point so you got to create a comfortable environment secondly um, you know when, when somebody does speak up you've got to address it because as soon yeah. as they speak up and, and it's not addressed or it's not talked about then they 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 don't they won't say anything again because obviously it wasn't addressed or wasn't important enough to to be talked about. So you've got to address all all aspects that come to your ear and make sure that it's it's dealt properly and mm. and, uh, and they're heard. Um, those are two main factors for me is 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 those two. But uh, you know uh, our structure to a lot of our site staff are on site. Um, so it's it's tough to see you know up to up to a hundred site guys that we got going on right now. It's tough to see all them individually. That's that's yep. a whole different uh, beast sure. in itself. So we kind of transitioned into our project managers and our operational managers and our and our finishers um, to try to for them to have that open ear and, mm. and for when it needs to get to us. Um, so again, it just transcends downwards and make sure that everybody's kind of following that that openness protocol all the way down. And if if somebody isn't and somebody is hard on them. Uh, then that's that's something that I have to bring them in and discuss that with them because you you don't want to have a uh, that that type of business that uh, that looks down on its place that that'll that'll smash any business to pieces. I would definitely definitely agree on that and yeah it's you need to you need to have that humane side to yes. to, any to, the, to anybody <laughs> but to to the business itself as well right you do. so. You do. Uh, and it's awesome that you guys are trying to think about it as a family as well. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like it's not just a family. Like everybody's like, no. we are here a family no. and the no. employees. No, we have go. our trials and tribulations uh, all the way through. We do. And that's what keeps it interesting. But I think if you have those core values and those don't change, um, at least you get resolution. You know, a problem uh, without resolution is just a is just a problem. So you got to right. make sure that it's uh, it's solved one way or the other. Um, where both parties uh, usually, when both parties feel like they lost something, that usually means a win. But um, yeah, you've got to have have a resolution. You can't have anything overhang. 
I would I would circle back to you doing a business with your father and okay. coming coming mm-hmm. to that point like first of all mm-hmm. um why a concrete business was it a choice or was it a a accident that you end up in the concrete uh, business yeah. and finishing and again how you end up going from there and wanting to buy a business yeah. to making a partnership with your own father <laughs> um yeah it's it's an interesting one um so you know concrete uh wasn't really a choice um you know i kind of fell into place i was actually doing uh the roofing side and mm-hmm. the high rise and, and wanted to stick in the high rise especially in the toronto market so anything that had to deal with that i saw i saw a great avenue uh just because of the size of the market here so concrete kind of came to <laughs> the first first step in my uh, in my mind when i thought okay uh there's a lot of concrete going up in toronto so that's that's a good market to get into yep um so that's how I started in that. And, and I kind of, uh, you know, I had about an eight year career in, in concrete before actually buying the business. Now, how my father came into the play, uh, you know, my father's ran businesses his uh, his whole career. He's got a lot of experience in, in managing large businesses and, mm. uh, you know, managing the uh, the office and, and how it's structured and things like that, which at the time uh, is not really was not really my skill set. My skill set mm. was a sales side and, and selling uh, selling the jobs. So when it came time for the opportunity to buy the business, uh, you know, I, I needed, it was, it was a sizable business when, when we bought it, but uh, you know, where I wanted it to go and where I envisioned it, I needed some support. And at the time, um, you know, we were, I was talking to my father about it for, for probably a year before it happened. And uh, I remember we were sitting at the cottage, sitting on a, on a, on a stair at the cottage and uh, it came up and I said, Hey, what do you think of this? And, you know, let's let's try it. So it kind of came at that point. We when we struck the deal, uh, he totally left his previous industry, which was printing. He was in, okay. in printing beforehand. So this was a completely, uh, oh, yeah. completely different industry than what he was used to. But you know, the the business structure doesn't change much from industry to industry. Um, so I knew I knew that his expertise and his knowledge would 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 blossom uh, in this type of scenario. So we knew that we had a great partnership in regards to the sales I would look after uh, and the business structuring and things like that. He, he would he would kind of uh, take the lead on. And then, uh, you know, four years later, we're, we're both meshed into to both roles and uh, enjoy going to work every day. Sometimes working with a family member can be... Uh, That's the um, other thing I want to ask about. Yeah, can, can be a different experience, but me and my father have got uh, a pretty good understanding of each other. We've got uh, a great working relationship, great relationship in general. So it's been, it's been seamless. Uh, it's been great. It's, uh, you know, he's my mentor and everything. So uh, to work with him every day is, is a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. And, you know, I think the relationship grows when you spend that much, that much more time oh, with yeah. everybody. That's right. Um, you become very close. And um, so it's 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 good. It's good all around. And uh, we're, we're just so excited for what's to come. As, as you said earlier, it's like you are spending so much time at work that you are become a family yeah, with yeah. people that you yeah. work with, uh, which is pretty amazing that you can build on top of relation ship that you already have with your father exactly. and uh, like it doesn't work for everybody it does not work for everybody no no and that was uh that was some of the early conversations we had uh you know if this goes kaplunk um you know what's what's our what's our play here but 
um, no, we've got a great understanding of each other. We, we know each other very well and, and uh, what our flaws and, and positives are and, and uh, what the other's thinking. So, you know, through, through uh, the hardships already in the business, um, you know, there's, there's not much more that can, that can happen badly over the last few years. So we've, coming out of that is, is a pretty good sign that, that we can continue working with each other. And I want to. It's a, it's a great working relationship and a relationship in general. Yeah. You guys are doing a great job. Like it's like seeing just seeing how your business grows and, and progresses and that like you're adding a next great big partner to your list of uh, of clients, mm -hmm. which is which is amazing. Like again, how many years you are owning the business? Uh, we're coming up on five years. Yeah. In five years, you grew it to substantial in, levels. In right five now. years, we've uh, we've almost uh, five times the business. Well, wow. so we've uh, we've almost doubled. Uh, yeah, we've almost uh, doubled the business every year. That's amazing, yeah. and uh, that's that's the support which uh, you probably need doing it with someone too. Yes, because at the end of the day, how are you going to push so hard by yourself and only by yourself? That's right. right. Yeah, and, and you need uh, you need somebody with kind of a background in that uh, to get you through those years. And you know, when you, when you're focusing on not only the expansion, but as we talked about earlier, those those basics and, and the restructuring. You can't do it all by yourself, especially uh, on a sizable business like ours. You've got to have, uh, you know, not only that, I've got a young family too as well. Mm. So that's that's a that's a whole other factor to that as well. Oh, yeah. But um, you've got to have uh, somebody else with with the same risk. Let's call it because any any business owner has risk um, risk assessment. Let's call it. Um, yeah. You've got to have somebody in your corner that uh, that can make decisions based on the same motivations you do. This is a this is a nice segue to you doing sales, and I like I want to figure it out how because you mentioned earlier um, that you do another call, you you stay another hour, you mm -hmm. go to another job site and, and leave another leaflet or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But is there anything specific that you want to share that as a maverick. professional maverick, <laughs> uh, professional, maverick. professional salesperson, mm -hmm. because that's at the end of the day, selling is like not everybody realizes, but uh, everybody is in sales mm -hmm. in some way, shape, yeah, or are. form. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of people will say, "No, no, no, I never want to work with in sale." But yeah. if you take a step back, it's like you everybody are selling sells something every day, whether it be yourself or whether it be a product. You're, you're selling yourself every day. That's right. So, yeah. is there anything in particular the way you do like? thinking about how you approach new clients, new customers, or even existing ones. Is there anything specific that you do every single time? You know, I, I treat, um, I don't like to call it sales calls. I don't like to call it uh, a sales pitch. Mm. Um, you know, when you've got us, you know, bring it back to the basics, when you know you're, you're gonna deliver what you promise, you're not really selling, you're just kind of telling the story. Um, 
so I, you know, every call I treat it like I'm talking to my best friend. Mm. You know, hey, how you doing? Where are things? How are things with you? Get to know them. Get to know what their problems are and make sure that you're the solution for those problems. Because they're not going to buy anything from you if you're not a solution. You're then you're just then you're just filling their ear. So you've got to make sure you're talking number one to the right person. Mm. Uh, so you got to target your market. You got to target who you're going to sell to, who needs you, uh, who doesn't need you. Um, so once you focus down those 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 arrows, uh, then you focus in on who you're going to speak to directly. And then once you're in that room or on the call with them, it's nonchalant, just like how we're talking right now. You kind of dig into their culture. You yep. dig into their family life. You dig into who they are as a person. Um, and then you can kind of get little tidbits of, of of the working side of things and say, okay, I, hey, I, I hear what your problem is there. Maybe try this, try this solution. And it doesn't always happen right away. You've yep. got to, it's, it comes back to that persi- persistence. You've got to make sure that you, you stay in touch with them. You got to stay there every call once a month, whatever it may be. And then when the time is right, and they'll, they'll make that call, whether the, the time is right, uh, you'll, you'll get that call. And, um, and it's not selling at that point. You're just, what people sometimes say, being in the right place at the right time. But you make sure that you you set it up that way. That's right. 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 I I would also add to that that uh, sometimes even if that person cannot give you business, they will think about you right. and they will recommend you to someone else 100%. just to like. I had so many situations where someone is calling me. And it's like, is it Matt? Yeah, it is Matt. And who is this? Oh, I'm so and so. I got your number from that person. I. At this point, I don't remember that person yeah, already yeah. who recommended me because we didn't do business. So right. there was some kind of some relationship, type of connection at some point. So, yeah. Something happened, uh, but in the same time, it's like it's coming back. So definitely, I did something right. Yeah, yeah, and that comes back to it. Like it's, uh, you know, I've had some jobs where, as you said, I totally forget uh, that conversation happened, and I forget when it was, where it was. Um, but then it comes full circle. And uh, as long as you get that right impression uh, mm. of not being that uh, that salesman, uh, quote unquote, um, it usually comes around at some point. So, And even if it doesn't, at least you, you've got your name in, in somebody's ear and uh, expansion in, in terms of your, your awareness. That ties nicely to uh, a next part, which I always felt is important in my own life, in people's life. Uh, I, first time I learned how to set goals, uh, which was a it is a peculiar peculiar example. But uh, I remember I was reading some kind of motivational book, and and the guy suggested to kind of draw out a line and uh, put out or build a vision of your ideal partner on the piece of paper okay and i remember putting down both physical uh like um, whatever is inside how how the person is feeling right and uh, i remember forgetting about it and leaving it on my computer and fast forward four years sitting 
in the middle of the night doing my accounting for my company yeah. <laughs> uh, just opened the, the the app Evernote uh, with the old note I had yeah. just reading it yeah. I started literally crying because no. I was sitting I was basically my my future wife was uh, sleeping on the couch in front of me and I realized that this it was identical to uh, to what you wrote down came to yeah, it came, came to full fruition circle. yeah wow. and wow. so basically my question to you after this long introduction to it, <laughs> uh, how uh, how you approach and execute goals what are the goals or do you set them for yourself your business and how you go about that uh, um, you know it's for me it, it's hard to say setting goals I think I have a, a pathway that I like to achieve mm. um, you know, setting, uh, say, financial goals or anything like that, I think is, is in the wind for me. It's more or less the pathway I want to take to get there, or at least lining me up for, for the success. Um, so in terms of business, um, you know, how am I going to get, you know, $40, $50 million in sales? How am I going to get to $100 million in sales? Yeah. Well, okay, I need, I need a, a staff this big to get to that. I need to service this to get to that. I need to make this many calls a day to get to that. So it's kind of breaking it down from, from, your, from your bigger goal into the smaller goals in order to achieve that big okay. one. So I do. I write it down the same way that, that you just said. You know, I, I write down, okay, I want to make this many sales this year. I want a 30% increase in, in sales from uh, quarter one to quarter two. Uh, or over year over year, make 100% mm -hmm. uh, you know, expansion. Then, then we start breaking it down to the smaller things. Okay, well, well, month one, are we seeing a ten percent increase in month one? Are we, okay, we're not seeing a ten percent increase. So month two, we got to hit twenty because we got to build right. it up. That's right. So you kind of break it down to those smaller goals, and if you're not achieving it, then it's fine. You mm -hmm. don't you don't stress over over not achieving it over a small amount of time mm -hmm. because you see the progress at the end of the year, or two years, or three years, or, or yeah. ten years for that matter. Um, so writing them down is important. Knowing your path is important. And the execution part, I mean, it comes back to, again, what we talked about before is just persistence. Uh, okay. As long as you've got the persistence, persistence is I, a think, big one, I yeah. think any goal is achievable as long as you stick, uh, get your head down and, 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 and stay with it. Hmm. Everybody veers off course. Everybody goes through that cycle like we talked about before. But as long as you, you, you keep on the same, same path that you originated, I think that's important. It is. And it's it it makes a whole lot of sense when you look at your your goals as you said yourself basically it is kind of reverse engineering it's it is kind of dividing and putting it into smaller chunks smaller pieces this way you have a bigger picture mm -hmm. of what it takes to get to where you have to yes. go yeah. and in the same time is way more achievable too. exactly yeah, if you hit the little smaller milestones, at least you're climbing the ladder, so to speak, right? That's right. That's right. So tra transitioning from the business world, from uh, all the sales or, or uh, all the growing up the business and uh, like you guys have a, a great story doing it so fast, which is really amazing mm -hmm. to, 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 to see and uh, just to cheer you from the sidelines. And, and, <laughs> well, I appreciate and, and that. See. You're very kind. Uh, yeah, like 
I have I have seen you guys and your trucks around the around the city just a little bit a couple of years back. Now it's getting more and more, whatever. <laughs> more consistent. Oh yeah, which is which is great. And uh, but going circling back to your uh, your culture and uh, whatever is on that front for you like the background part that that we were talking on on the beginning and how is there anything fun besides uh besides obviously the business can be fun mm-hmm. v- don't get me wrong a lot of times business is super fun yeah. and especially with person like yourself and you guys mm-hmm. getting your goals and yeah. doubling the business size yeah. every year it it must be fun out so, <laughs> uh, but uh, in the same time knowing your background and knowing uh knowing the the parts of of the world that your family is coming from mm. is there anything in particular that you still want to discover oh i think uh, uh yeah yeah i mean uh, this is just one one blimp in in my life story right i mean uh it's hard to say what I want to discover because I think that just kind of kind of comes as time goes. I mm-hmm. mean, I've got a young family, uh, got a wife, and um, so you know, living through them too, I think is is the next stage, right? Living through the kids and what yep. they want to do and yep. what their goals are and things of that, which which I'm very excited about. Um, seeing my external family, like my sister's got kids, my uh, my younger sister's getting married this year, so kind of seeing those two families blossom on their nice. own. Uh, my wife's side of the family kind of seeing them grow you know all of that uh, encompassing is is i think what those next fun years are you know it's 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 a tough uh you know age group from 20 to 40 uh you know when you're building your businesses or building your financial goals or your house buying and and properties and things like that it's it's a stressful time or building your family from young kids to teenagers um, and you kind of lose yourself in, in a way in those years. So I think the next stage of, uh, you know, I, I call it getting over that hump. I think that's kind of the blissfulness of, of, of what's to come the, or the peace, you know. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. And that's the kind I'm looking forward to, you know, sitting on the dock and, and seeing my kids jump on the water or, or jump on the water slide or having their friends up or, you know, going down to Florida with the kids, seeing my kid play golf or, mm. you know, or taking a cruise with my wife, whatever it may be. I think those those are the fun years that are coming up, which uh, which I really look forward to. And on the business side, I mean, who knows? The business can change next year for, yeah. for all we know, right? Um, more opportunities. If we keep having success, then we build our business. Uh, you know, I just I mentioned earlier that we, we started a secondary business. So, building that one up to, to hopefully success, which we're the founders of, um, you know, starting that off slow, um, trying to build an empire as fast as I can, but, uh, you know, as patiently as I can at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, who knows, who knows, but I, I, I'm excited for it, whatever, whatever it may be. That's awesome. Yeah. And just looking back on whatever you have learned and your story and your, your, uh, connection and working with your father as well are there any financial things that you would like to know earlier and like i don't know take three uh, <laughs> tricks of a trade or tax strategies incentives well, i, I can't don't know it's too much now but um <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> you know you've got to have um 
Well, it depends on what you're, what business you're in and what you're trying to build. I mean, in, in our industry, it needs a lot of funding. Yeah. Um, so you've definitely got to have a strong, strong relationship with a bank um, or somebody that's funding you to, to get you off the hop because uh, it, it's an expensive thing to get into. Um, and if you're in a different business that you don't need funding, you should have a mentor. You should have somebody that has gone through something similar, mm. uh, something that, uh, or somebody you can lean on or, or get advice from to kind of get you through those first years. Because the, the first couple of years of owning any business is, uh, are they, they're tough. They're very tough years. That's right. Um, you know, from from tricks to the trade, I think uh, you've got to focus in on the basics first. Like the basics, and people get away. They think that. You know, I'm going to grow this business, uh, you know, exponentially, and and uh, year one, year two, year three, but they forget about the basics of the business. And whoever's a good client, keep that good client. Don't lose the good clients because you're not servicing them and you're chasing after new business. Service your good clients, uh, create relationships, take them out for dinners. You know, create a friendship through those mm. relations. Um, and really, that's what kind of blossomed our business. You know, my father and me have a have the same mentality when it comes to that where you have to build a friendship and you have to build a relationship in order to uh, to have a business relationship. So we try to get that done first and, and get those those pillars set, and then you build the, the business relationship after. Awesome, awesome. It's, yeah, you need to have the the basics first, the pillars, yeah, as you as you said, which is yeah. pretty, pretty uh, important to kind of uh, get your foot in the door even right yeah so. yeah you got to have the integrity because nobody's uh, without the ethics and integrity you're nobody's going to believe you 100 percent um on a on the note of discovery and still being being around here do you think like you you have a tribe around you I do, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you're talking about like just like family and support tribe. Family support, but also uh, friends or business partners or someone that basically, whatever comes through in business life, in personal life, you can reach out and uh, how about this? Would 100%. you? And and that comes back to just relationships in general, you know, from my friends to my family to. Um, you know, business uh, business relations. I've got a large network of people for, for any type of problem or or, uh, or question or mm. advice I would require. I can I can usually pick up the phone and, and pick a pretty good person that can give me the right advice for. Um, and that's what anybody has. Anybody can go out and and, and uh, network and, and find that um, outer circle, so to speak, that that they can reach out to anytime. And um, you know, go to networking events. Go to uh, you know, even traveling, talk to people, go sit on the beach, go talk to the bartender, go talk to the waiter. You know, the, the, the best advice sometimes come the person you least expect it from. Mm. Um, so always just, just put yourself out there. And that's something that, that I try to do at, at all, all times is just put yourself out there and, and create that, uh, that outer ring. Mm. That's, uh, so yes, I think that's very important. <laughs> it is. It is super important. But uh, in the same in the same time, like having that network and having that uh, that tribe of people that you can rely on and, and ask any question. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you would do to a member of of that group uh, for them kind of to feel that they belong more? Huh. 
That's an interesting question. Um, you know, you, you've got to uh, you got to touch base with people. I mean, to to ask for advice and not talk to them for uh, for a long time doesn't seem like advice. It seems like uh, more of a favor. Mm. Um, so you've got to keep uh, you got to keep people close. You got to keep people entangled in you, and uh, you got to keep people knowing uh, um, what your intentions are. Well, um, whether it be business, whether it be family, whether it be uh, intimate, whatever it may be, yep. uh, you've got to, they got to be comfortable with you and know who you are and what you're asking for. Um, because you've got to have, they got to know what the outcome of that advice is. If it's something uh, you're going to use against somebody else or if you're some, if it's actually for personal growth, whatever it may be, I think they got to be comfortable giving you the advice. Mm. Um, so I think just to give, you know, keeping those relationships strong is just talking to them a lot, uh, being social. Once once you become antisocial, then there's uh, there's a lot more questions or red flags uh, going up when when you do make that call. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the answer I've got for that question. Staying connected and Staying being connected. being being social and caring about the other person. You've got to care about the other person, and you've got to be aware of what their needs are as well. Mm. Um, you know, you've got you've got to know what uh, you know. Different people uh, have different psychology. Different people have different needs. De- uh, people react differently to things. Um, you know, and it's it's been a roller coaster for me to, to realize that as well. Mm. Um, you know, you've got to be in depth or, or intact with with what somebody else is thinking about your reactions or your reactions or actions, uh, what they cause, what they don't cause, um, and how people are going to react to them. Um, you got to be aware. You got to be aware, and that's more of a self-awareness thing as well. Um, you know, not caring what other people think, or not not caring what uh, um, you know what someone else's opinion is. Uh, I think when you when you have self-love and self-awareness, uh, those factors kind of go out the window, and you just keep chugging along. It takes it takes a lot actually to to have that self-awareness and being being present with yourself and knowing yourself enough to kind of sometimes stop yourself yeah 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 just literally stop yourself and and think for a moment hey uh, are you doing the right thing right now or should you do it a little bit differently it's like it's in in my opinion it's way easier to talk to other person and see their mistakes or their their way of doing things that could be adjusted than yeah. your own. Yeah, 100%. You know, self-reflection is, is a key factor in, in life in general. There's no specific to that. Mm-hmm. I think you have to reflect on your actions and what they've caused um, or, or what your future actions will do um, mm-hmm. if it's a choice that you're making. Um, you have to take all consideration when making choices. And I think that comes with uh, emotional maturity. It comes with... Um, you know, events happening to you that uh, that change that perspective. I think you've got to be aware of uh, aware of what the actions you do cause or are going to cause. Mm. And I think once you have that awareness, I think you make a little more educated decisions or a little bit less uh, um, irrational decisions. Let's call um, more frequently, right? Or less frequently. Let's call it less frequently. Yeah, it's basically building on on whatever you. You already have, you already learned, and and just applying it in uh, right. in daily life, in your in in your existence, in your work, in in personal life. Uh, on that note, 
the is there is there anything that uh, outside of the work outside of the personal life is there any way that you feel like you are or you would be uh, giving back to the community yeah we uh we started um a few years back actually um you know we're uh, a lot of the developers a lot of the builders have their own charities mm. uh, which we partnered with a few uh, you know, we donate to sick kids every year. Um, we've uh, we've donated to I think it was right right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, there was a um, uh, a school that uh, did all these paintings, um, and then they went up and they, it was to to support the homeless. Um, so you you buy the paintings and and it supports the homeless. So we did a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of fundraisers that go on through the TCA Toronto Construction Association yep. that we're part of. Um, it's important, you know. If, if you've if you've got the ability to do so, I think you gotta you gotta help the people that, that mm. need it most. Um, you know, because you never know. You you might be in the position. Uh, That's you, right. you might need the help. That's uh, right. It might change somebody's life for the better. Mm. Um, you know, rather than than buying that new new couch for the office, uh, that That's could right. be a couch for somebody that really needs it. Something like that. Yeah. You know, as it's important to uh, to give back year in year out yeah i i think the the giving part the giving back part is very often comes to comes back to you tenfold or mm-hmm. hundredfold and you like don't you cannot even associate the the events happening is mm-hmm. just naturally the way one would say a, a god or universe uh, yeah, acts yeah. and uh, how it goes about so i've got couple easier or harder ones we'll see yeah okay um what question would you like to be asked more often what question would i like to be asked more often oh that's a that's a pretty rough answer um oh what question would I like to be asked more often? I don't really know the answer to that. Mm. I'm kind of stumped on that one, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm more uh, I'm more the guy that that answers the questions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think uh, you know, but when asked a question, it's more or less. Um, I think you've got to be asking the questions. Okay. Because if you're not asking the questions, um, you think you have all the answers. That's that's really true. But if you could be selfish for a second. <laughs> um, what question would I like to be asked more? Um, maybe what does tomorrow bring? That's a nice one. What is tomorrow going to bring? I think uh, no matter if you have plans in place or not, I think all of us go through a day that no matter if it's planned or not, something happens in that day that that you have no control over or it's good or bad. Mm. Um, You know, what what do you think tomorrow brings? That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good question. That's That's a really good one. I have one easier 
easier one okay might be <laughs> might be might be easier might be hard as well okay. but uh what have been the greatest day of your life well i've got uh i've got two days both both days my sons were born hmm. were pretty pretty special for me um you know bring in uh i guess i help bring i i didn't I, I helped bring them into the world. My, my wife did all, all the work there. Um, it's a pretty special moment when uh, when you see uh, um, somebody come into the world that that, that you helped uh, produce. Um, flood of emotions, and uh, it's, those are days I won't forget. Awesome. Keegan, mm-hmm. thank you so much. It was an amazing conversation. It was. Um, I love the the fact that you dive in deep on the on the personal notes and also on the on the business uh-huh. perspective and how you guys go about uh, uh-huh. making it better every <laughs> single time and talking about your employees and 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 really making them feel like they are part of the family and they are part of something bigger. Uh, I really enjoyed our conversation I and I well. feel this might be not the last time no no i hope not i really appreciate you having me on i think it's a great opportunity it's uh great questions uh a couple stumped me and a couple uh um you know there were great questions it it kind of it comes back to the self-reflection self-awareness uh you know it's good to go through these things and and start talking and, and realizing uh you know where you can do better or what uh, what are the holdbacks or what you're doing well so it's a uh, really really great uh, moment to be on this uh, this awesome. show and uh, looking forward to the next one 100 matt thank you Keegan. and it's a wrap we dare you if you are bold enough hit subscribe repost the rebellion and don't miss out on next week's episode it's going to be bloody brilliant see you on the next one